0: You're listening to the Coast to 250k podcast with me,
1: Blaine O'Donnell, and me, Aidan Doherty, and we're going to be taking on the mammoth challenge that is the race. This will be a 10 month documentation covering all the highs and lows that come with preparing for an ultra endurance event. That's us. Do we have housekeeping to do? Nah.
0: It's like a special, so we're not even (laughs) bothered. It's the Christmas special. (laughs) It's actually the New Year special. Right, so here we are. Episode 10. New Year's Eve 2018, the last day of the year. Hi, fun fact. This, today, was my original wedding day. I was supposed to get married today. like that? <laughs> and she left me. <laughs> 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 No, we just, uh, we just had a reschedule date. It was a nightmare we're getting a register sorted for New Year's Eve. So we getting married I Right, so we haven't got any guests on today, but we thought... Because it's the end of the year, we're starting a new year. It would be good to come in and do a, almost a recap of the last, uh, the last year, or where we are to date. What we've learned, we things that we've picked up, uh, and maybe break it down the easy digestible, bite-sized chunks. So, where will we start? Do you have a good Christmas?
1: I had a quiet Christmas. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I feel like we should talk about something first, rather <laughs> than go <going> straight in. <laughs> What would you do for Christmas?
1: Pegged out. What Santa bring you? A bike. A bike? Yes. Nice. Keep him with a foot and the spirit. Santa brought me a bike. Do you know what I was thinking
0: about last night? Oh, hold on. I'll talk about my Christmas first. Ten days off work and I was thinking I'm going to get so much training on these ten days. I'm going to do a strength session once a day and an endurance session once a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off eight days. Today's my eighth day off. And I've trained three times. Last night time it was my third time. Um, and I've just ate shit and drank the rest of yeah. it. It's been... Hey.
1: Well, I've still been training, but I've too been eating a lot of shit. I haven't been doing much drinking right now, but diet has been absolutely atrocious.
0: Uh, i seen it coming too. I knew it was coming, and I was like, that's not happening to yeah.
1: me. Hey. It's a bit different for your case, your like, but in general, you want to enjoy the holidays, like... Ah. really you could have enjoyed the holidays as much as you wanted with food like but you should have really been sticking your training
0: I've still got out three times and it's been a rest week so I can go on fresh next week (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you know what I was thinking about when I was out running last night as well how do you think you would perform against me in like a 100 metre sprint yeah you'd stuff me what about a 1000 metre sprint I was thinking, what's the what's yeah. the crossing point where I would start to beat you? I think even up there 5k, you would still hold your own against me now at this stage.
1: Don't know. Maybe if I did a few runs maybe before it, to get the legs ready for it. Like,
0: we should do that. We do, should wrists, do 5k race. Do like a 100 meter sprint, an 800 sprint. sprint. Yeah. Uh,
1: I tell you we're would good to do it, because it's flat right to the land where me and Ernst cycled. If you start, you to have it spread out, kind of like startle the line. Right, right. The land, four mile.
0: We should try that. Just run it.
1: right the land. Ah, which is about more than five k leg, like, but
0: ah, but uh, what
1: I, w- it's just straight like Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't mind doing a hundred meter
0: sprint just to see how much you would stuff me. I was thinking you would you would demolish me in that. But I uh, will do that. but this month sometimes just to see where we're at. Mm, we could, Craig. Yeah. So we'll we'll actually we'll do that. And we'll post the results. We might even we could record a hundred meter sprint or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um,
1: I'm gonna be sprouting a while. <laughs> <laughs> right
0: on to what we've learned. First thing I want to talk about is the the podcast itself. Yeah. Um, I've found it a lot easier than I thought Aye. to to uh, set up and, and run. But actually, well, we're fortunate enough that. We have a a studio that we can record in. It yes. would be slightly different, and there would be a a bit more setup cost involved if we didn't have this. But in terms of actually setting up a podcast online, getting to the the different podcast providers, um, and the edit, it's all relatively simple. Right. So I think if anyone's going into the new year and thinking, "I would love to record a podcast," then give it a whack. You know what it's pretty easy, and if you have any questions, you can always drop us a message. I'm happy to help out. Do
1: You know what? We have kind of still our equipment here too. You don't mm. really need it; like it's not necessary. No. Um, if you just know, educate yourself on kind of how to ed- edit. Huh. Ah. do you know that we, edit software. And
0: well, we. I actually, I use Audacity, which is free software. Anyone can get it online, and it's really simple to use. Like like I could literally, I could teach. A 10-year-old to to edit a podcast, mm. you know, in, in an hour or so. So give it a go if if you're thinking about it. Um, Even registering online, we use Simplecast. You just basically set up an account. And then once you link it with Spotify and iTunes and all that, the a really simple process again. It It's just a matter of recording an episode, editing and uploading. Automatically distributes out. And, like I can say, it's been great for us. A massive um success in our eyes anyway and worked out a lot better than than we had ever imagined so that's the podcast although one thing one issue i have found with the podcast is scheduling it's right maybe probably more difficult for us because there's two of us both mm. working full-time jobs and then we're always trying to get a guest or two guests on um which again trying to trying to work around four people's schedules um can be difficult yeah um but if you were recording on your own, or if it was just me and you recording, hmm. it, it would be a lot easier. Um, um, but that's a podcast anyway, so...
1: One of the big benefits to you of it is the doors that it opens. Mm. Like it, it's just ridiculous, the amount of people who want to get involved. Ah. I'm not sure that's exclusive to podcasts. I think if if you're just doing anything and you're wanting to go and meet with people, people just want to help you and they want to get involved in whatever you're doing and get you involved in whatever they're doing.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, the amount of people that we've come into contact with since we started the podcast, the amount of help we've received, um, not even just not people passing no on knowledge, but people literally, you know, donating money, giving us equipment, um, bringing us up to like the University of Ulster, bringing us up for for various studies. Um, like it's been, it's been amazing. It's
1: crazy when you think eh? like it. Like when we started the the podcast, we had. What we want, we wanted to have a few runners on, maybe a few triathletes. Yeah, and like we've got, we'll be on our third PhD shortly mm-hmm. coming on. We've got ourselves on their research study. The testing we've got done already, uh, plus the testing you're gonna get done. It's been crazy, like, and this is all stuff that's really just being given to us, just because we're wanting to meet with people and have them on and talk to them, and it's been amazing.
0: Uh, it's good crack too. It's, good crack too. It's been an incredible journey. <laughs>
1: mm. Right. So that's the podcast
0: anyway. Like I say, if anybody's thinking about running their own podcast or is any questions about starting your own podcast, definitely drop us a message. We're happy to help anyone out. So on to the the whole training side of things. Um we like we've we've learnt loads. We we both come in with pretty much no experience in anything like this before. So um through Interviewing various guests, speaking with various people, um, we've we've picked up a load of knowledge, and I've tried to break it down into a few different categories that we can we can run through and discuss. I probably should have ranked these in order of importance, but we, we can just go through them anyway. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, so the first thing we can talk about is, I suppose, for anything like this, preparation is key. Um, be prepared with with everything, and it. It, it'll it help guarantee success I suppose so preparation with equipment always make sure you have the right equipment we're running this event and it goes across multi sports multi disciplines multi disciplines so just uh, just making sure you're properly prepared for every training session
1: it's good to go on with the the main frame that Murphy's Law anything that can happen will happen mentality yeah and be prepared for everything and That's, it's that's as, the, as the Master Bear Girls once said, good preparations, really, was it? <laughs> exactly. Even in terms of...
0: We'll, we'll start, start with actually getting out and training. If you prepare for a training session, the, the chances of you sacking it off or, or making an excuse on the day is, is drastically reduced. Yeah. So have your stuff set out the night before. Um, if you say and i'm going a a two-hour cycle tomorrow have your bike ready have all your gear sitting out make sure you, you run through everything you you don't want to be forgetting equipment um which is very easy to do i'll give you an example i was going to cycle with barry foley about what <coughs> four weeks ago and i had everything ready i had my gloves on we we're cycling out of the car park and i forgot to pump up my tires and i, I hadn't my tires up in about two weeks and I knew we were going on a long cycle so I said I'll go back pump my tires up so again something I forgot so I went back took my gloves off pumped up my tires come out of the car park and realised I had forgot to put my gloves on I was just going to just sail on but I said no I'll go back and get your gloves so went back got my gloves and I was so grateful because 10 minutes on that cycle with the gloves on my hands were completely numb so it's worth having a checklist or something mm. that you run through every time, every transition. Be as prepared as you can because it's so simple to make a wee mistake. Like yeah. even we were doing the the eight-hour eight hour endurance session two weeks ago and the last running session I forgot to change from my cycling shorts yeah. and then my running shorts and 45 minutes into the the run on the treadmill my legs start chafing with, uh, with wearing cycling shorts on the treadmill. So again... It's just just being prepared and being on top of things and, and not letting wee things like that slip.
1: Mm-hmm. And having a checklist and to being obsessive yep. about checking it. You know, checking it when you shouldn't really be checking it. Or, sorry, not when you shouldn't, when you don't need to be checking it. Mm-hmm. Is what you should be doing. Everyone knows transitions going through it. Even though you might know in your head, I've had all these anyway, just double ah, check, make, double sure check. You ha- make sure you have it all in there.
0: Exactly. And that goes for everything from <laughs> your equipment, your fuel... Anything you need on the course, and then as well as that, preparation with the course itself is going to help you. We've we've talked about this a number of times, but actually, if you can get round the course in advance, definitely. Jesus, need it. I, think,
1: I think it's 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 essential if you're going to do this risk. Probably any risk, really, should really scope ah. out the course before you attempt it.
0: Well, look at the the Loch route. I've done that twice now. The second time round, the weather was worse. And I still managed to shave twenty minutes off the yeah. time just by knowing what was coming off being being able to prepare in advance. So
1: in a ultra-endurance in alternative interest where mentality is the name of the game, every one of those minutes that you're able to shave off yeah. is a minute that you don't have to spend mentally torturing yourself, you know. Hundred percent. So that's preparation. Aye. Anything else? Hi, maybe in terms of your training, again that one setting the bag out's a good way to increase your chances. Of completing your training session the next day or yeah. later on that day, Another good thing to you, which is, it's difficult for me at least over the holidays as knowing exactly what you're doing the next day or for the next week, because what tends to happen is if you're not aware of all the things that pop up during your day, you know, which mm. you're going to deem as a, as an excuse, you know, you might have to go here or you might have to take the way in there. Those are the things that knock you off course. You know, if you plan to do a session you think, you know what, focus, I'll I'll leave it. Huh. If you're well organised and you know exactly how your day is going to plan out, now obviously you can't plan for everything, but if you know by and large what's what's gonna go down the next day, you'll have you'll be better prepared. You'll have mitigated those excuses and you'll again have increased your likelihood of completing that training session, which is the main thing. Getting there's the main thing and doing huh. it. Prepping that food too. Yeah. Prepping that food. Keep see if if you have your your food prepped for your training as part of your fueling protocol it keeps you on that mind- mindset of being organized all day and again just increases that likelihood of getting you know, on the roads or on the bike or whatever it is that's it
0: preparation preparation is key Pre- rule number one um, so the next thing we picked up and I found it very useful is smart training so we've been training smart from the beginning like I said, we've we've discussed a, a lot of times on the podcast, but going and getting the lactic acid test at the very start was probably the most beneficial thing that, that we've done in this whole training plan. Yeah. Because from the from the beginning we've we've knew exactly what zones to stay in. Um and heart rate training, again, staying within your zones, it, you don't realise the importance of it mm. until you actually do it. So I would advise anyone that's that's thinking of training for any kind of endurance event, even if it's half marathon, marathon, whatever it is you're planning on doing, go and get a, a lactic acid test on, find yeah. out your heart rate zones and, and train within them.
1: And it doesn't have to be technical, you, you don't need to know the science behind it, no. all you need to do is go down, pay for a test, you'll get your heart rate zones and whoever's doing the test for you you'll get, will give you some advice on what zones they work for whatever it is you're doing and just stick to that. For... However long you want to stick to it, and then go back, get it redone and reset exactly what you're doing. It's really simple. All you, all the only feedback, the only thing you need to pay attention to is your heart rate, yeah. which if you're running, I know you're probably doing a wee bit of, to yeah. some extent.
0: Yeah. And you get the, you, you do actually get to know your body and know your heart rate. Like I run with a heart rate monitor on, but I don't need it half the time. You know, I know. I can feel it whenever I'm stepping out of zone 2 and zone yeah. 3. You just get used to it. So you don't even need to invest on in a, in a heart rate monitor when you're running. You know, it's definitely useful to have. But, you know, if you get the test done, whoever's doing your test is able to tell you this is your pace to stay with and, you know, uh, zone 2 or whatever, then just stick at that pace when you're training and, and you'll be grand. Most people have
1: fart buds and stuff like nah, that. You know?
0: they're, they're not even expensive no. anymore. I suppose <clears throat> that leads on to technology as a whole. There's there's so much technology out there to they help you training. Uh things that I've found useful, definitely the Yarman smartwatch, just tracking every run, going back and looking at your statistics after every run, checking your progress, seeing how the weather affects your pissing, um how terrains, different routes all affects your pissing. It's so useful and it it does become addictive. You're looking forward to finishing up your run going back and checking all your statistics almost yeah. like a like a computer game nearly yeah. and then strava as well has that uh, it's almost like facebook where you give people kudos and likes for the runs and it, it does help inspire you to, to right. keep going you know getting getting a wee bit of inspiration from our runners and the other thing then is checking up on all our athletes and and other people that's competing in the race you know what. I have half the competitors on Strava now hmm. I know exactly how they're training I know <laughs> what pace they're running at yeah. um, and again it, it it does give you a bit of inspiration to go on and look and go right well you know your man's out 6 days this week and yeah. I only went out 5 And I, I need to stay on top of this so uh, there's a whole community aspect of it, oh, which, yeah. it which I find um, find really helpful I have found I'm turning into a bit of a cyborg when I'm out running because I've got wireless headphones in the phone's there, my garment's on, and everything's just connected as I'm running. So, and then, you know, my phone's connected to satellites. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, just getting more and more technologically advanced. The as, augmented uh, athlete. That's it, uh, just waiting on the exoskeleton to come <laughs> on. <down. laughs> but uh, it's, it's crazy the amount of technology that, that we're running with now, or that we're using. And, and it's only going to get better. That leads, that training smart leads nicely into the next thing I've learned is pacing is key. Setting off at the right pace, knowing your body's pace and sticking to it. I'll give you an example. I went out last night for a run. I knew it was only running for, for like an hour. So first two mile, I pushed it and I ran like uh, seven and a half minute miles. I was blew out. By 40 minutes I was just really feeling up my legs no, And I shouldn't be feeling up my legs after 40 minutes But I just pushed it too far to start And that's that's the thing You, you just have to know in your head And it's very very easy to, to slip out of that And I'm worried about that on the day Because there is going to be people going at all different paces And, and it's, it's really easy to say Right, say my plan on the day ends up 10 minute miles You know the first half marathon It's easy to say I'm feeling so comfortable i'll go nine and a half minute miles yeah. it would be very easy on the day to say no i will i'll run nine and a half minute miles in this first one sure what difference is it and you might feel grand after it but it's you're just setting yourself up for disappointment mm. in the long run so pacing is essential find your pace stick to it mm. uh especially in any sort of uh long endurance event
1: you have to go on to this event with a completionist attitude mm. y- like, there's no point looking at all our athletes and saying I'm going to do what they're doing because it will literally ruin the event for you. Uh, this is again segued from technology. You're going to have to just pay attention to the technology and not the uh, other competitors. Like that's it. Listen to your heart rate. <clears throat> Stick to the piston that you know is comfortable.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm worried that if on the day, you know, after the second stage, I'm sitting like top twenty or something. Position is is going to start to play mind games then I think, you know, I could be on for a, a top twenty finish here and then you start making stupid mistakes right. and pushing it that wee bit further to, to try and hold on to a position and then not finish or something.
1: So You have to stick to a plan. Make it yeah. the make it do that last marathon. Yeah. And then you've 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 made it then you can yeah. you can maybe throw a wee in sparring works at that point if you want yeah. and try to up it. But until that point it has to be you have to be like regimentally yeah. sticking to that. Yeah.
0: Well it's about Setting goals And okay. saying What what do I want more Do I want to finish top 20 More than I want to actually finish Or what's what's going to leave me more disappointed um, And not finishing Will definitely Leave mm. me a lot more disappointed So yeah, I
1: think It's, just, it's a bit good one to talk about Wayne saying Definitely Because he was yeah. saying about Outcome goals
0: uh, Like gold, silver and bronze Standard outcome yeah. goals Um,
1: Definitely We'll, we'll y- actually y- y- not, Again we'll go over this With him like But if I remember right, was he nearly saying about contingency goals where it was like, Right, this is my goal and you'll know if you've if you've met it, maybe a quarter of the way in. And uh, if you haven't met it, you've got a contingency goal that you switch to. Uh, so that you're not disappointed that you haven't met your first goal. You've got a contingency goal and then a contingency goal after that.
0: Well that's it. If you have a backstop goal that I will be absolutely happy with. Um worst case scenario almost. Mm. Um then that, that will keep you in the, the right frame of mind. A, a good example again is when I ran my second half marathon this year. I ran 149 in the first and I went into the second one saying I want to beat 145. And I, I pushed it on, I messed up my pace and again at the start, pushed it on too fast and come the come the ninth mile I was, I was bit and I knew I wasn't hitting 145. And I could almost have quit then, you know. I really just felt like saying, "What's the point?" I'm not even going. I'm not going to beat 145, but I persevered and got over the finish line in the end. But I think having having that mentality in advance and saying, "Listen, I'd be happy with finishing," you know, just finishing should be enough for me. Yeah. Um, and that should be enough to to spur you on. But pace anyway. Find your pace. Stick to it, especially with uh, with an endurance event like this. Mm. That leads on to the next point. Fueling. Fueling is essential, um, especially with an event like this. Make sure that this kinda of ties in well with with preparation. You right. know, get get your fuel right on the day. Know exactly how much water you need for a run, um, know how much gels affect you, know what, what's your best food. Find what fuel works
1: for you and, and stick to it. That is really what's part like ah. there's there's just like everything in nutrition, there's no secret fuel or secret fad diet or something that you, you mm. can do that's going to give you this abundance of energy that you never had. It's really about picking what you find works for you. What yeah. It could be doing the taste, you know, something that's going to give you, um keep you mentally going forward. I'm worried about about that
0: whole flavour fatigue and, mm. and food fatigue when we done the Eight hour endurance challenge. I had tuna and pasta and mayonnaise, and that's I love that, you know, mm-hmm. that that is my go to food. But we were seven hours in, I, it was time to fuel, and I just couldn't get the food under me. But I think it might have been a combination of flavour fatigue mixed with only have one hour left. I, I wouldn't be bothered, eat. you know. I knew you had, I had enough in the tank just to finish the last hour anyway. Right. So again, it's it's pushing your body to that stage and f- and finding out how your body reacts. That was our longest session to date. I think I'm, I'm gonna need to get a few more of them on anyway, and maybe push it a bit further just to see, uh,
1: how my body reacts to food at that stage. Uh, we were talking about revising the last ten weeks, and I'm sure we're yeah. maybe doing a couple of extra long sessions. I think apart from that, it's fine. I think no. a few extra long sessions just to make sure we're prepared for them. Um, I don't know about maybe longer runs, though. I think maybe if we're going to do longer sessions, maybe make them bikes. longer bikes and longer... We could maybe do, you know, extra bikes and hull climbs. Just uh. tickle them packed off your body. You know uh. That is where you're finding that you're getting injured, you know. Bikes mix up about 70% of the course. If you can shave time off that bike, yeah. then it's time on the bank for the rest of it. What are you hoping for coming on to that last marathon? Like, what I'm thinking is... Hopefully we'll get enough time banked, and you don't have to push it too hard. Is that in your head here? Or are you thinking uh, I'm, you're gonna, you're hoping you're gonna run it just like you would any other marathon?
0: No, there'll, there'll be no chance. I'll be at a stage where I can run it like any other marathon. I mean, like even we talked to Dave and Podrick, and you know they finished good times, like eighteen, I think eighteen hours. They come on, um, and even they were saying, come the marathon, you're trotting along, just basically even walking up hills and trotting down hills or whatever. So. I was on looking at the marathon itself, too, and it's not an easy marathon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'll be my toughest marathon route to date, you yeah. know. It's well, it is down and go all isn't it? Uh, so.
1: And there's a wee bit of off-road, too, isn't there, right? Uh, I think the majority of it's trail running, so. Oh, oh, oh. When need you go down and do that, don't we? Do you sp- post- yeah. Maybe do you half, one day and a half uh, the next day? Come that stage, it's just...
0: Get one foot in front of the other, having enough energy in your legs to to be able to move forward, I suppose. Um So I'll not be looking to to break any records in that marathon.
1: I suppose you'll, again, like we just said, too, it could be a... playing it by ear job, you might have enough time banked and you think, Jesus, I'm looking good here for a decent ranking, I might push this on and see how I feel. Nah. Mm. How, you op- how you optimistic are you now? A lot less
0: optimistic. I went, you know? well i'm i'm pretty optimistic that i'll finish but i think honestly i'll be looking 23 plus hours eh? uh, oh, I, a long time. <laughs> I put together the wee i made a wee spreadsheet which i can put my piss in um actually i could i could share that online but um i can put my piss on for each stage or mm. my my predicted pace and it's a basically crunches all numbers, crunches my transition times and gives me an output of what time I'm going to finish in. And when I put it all in, <laughs> it come out like 24 hours on the dot. Oh. So. Jesus. Um, now that was, I think I'd put a bit of extra time on the transitions and the piss on the bike, I think I could maybe reduce that by about 15%. Um, But even at that, you're still looking at 20, 23 hours. I think... Probably when we're talking gold standard, um, finish time, I think if I come in under twenty two hours, I think on the day I would be both oh. to the moon with that. Mm. Um, like I say I was I was looking at previous competitors that had come in top twenty, you know, when they're in previous years that are competing again this year and then looking at their training regime on Strava and their their pissing is way above mine, like way above mine. So I don't know if they've you know, made massive improvements to their to their training regime this year. Um, they're obviously going going to be coming in a lot further. They've com- completed the race already, but I don't know. Just I'm looking at times. I'm not looking at positions. Uh, cause I've I've heard as well that there's a lot a lot more uh people registered for the race this year that will be going on competitively as as compared to previous years. So I'm not thinking top twenty, top thirty, or anything like that. I'm thinking twenty twenty two years and I will be over them in so that's the goal right. next point then <laughs> next thing we've picked up on um information there's loads and loads of information when when trying to trying to train for an event like this yeah. um <clears> and it's <throat> it's really hard to sub through accurate information and inaccurate information and again something that works for someone doesn't work for someone else it's it's really hard to get. Um there's there's no set guidelines for an event like this. It's all about testing your body and finding out what works for you. And everybody wants to give advice too. You know, I've been out cycling with a couple of different people and everyone's giving different tips and saying, you know, this is when you should be in this gear, this is when you should have your ass up by the seat and, and all that. Conflicting tips. Conflicting tips, that's it. Um and people are telling me stuff that I've found doesn't work for me. Um but again there's there's a lot of useful information as well that comes with that one thing that i didn't think of was my gear off for my bike it was only on my last session i was out with michael dunn and he was looking at my bike and the see i don't know anything about bikes either and that's a thing so he's he obviously knows a lot about bikes and he was looking at the <laughs> I don't even know the word for it, but the cogs at the back of your bike. Right. I don't know if it's the grip set or uh whatever it's called. But basically mine's only goes up to like twenty seven we teeth on the back, whereas his went up to you know, like thirty two or thirty-six. Yeah. And what I noticed was when we were on the hulls, he was his legs were spinning a lot faster than mine and he was just kinda, you know, sailing up the hull by going fast. Whereas I was on the lowest gear and out of my seat and really, you know, really having to give it a good push with my legs to mm. get up the hill. Um, and he was saying, you you need to change that. You know, if it, if you just make that, that simple, we change the back of your bike. It's like 20 quid for the the Cops. whatever it's called. And I said, you, you'll you not be up out of your seat on the hill. You'll just be able to spin the legs and, and get up the hill a lot faster. So, wee, wee taps like that. Mm. um, So, that's why it might be worth getting a chatty, some sort of, bike expert and finding because there might be other stuff that other wee tweaks that we can make. Um and he again, Arm was saying it before and, and he was saying get a professional bike fitting. He said it made a massive difference to when he was training. So we're only like three months out now, so it's probably something we should look at immediately. Okay. Uh getting a professional bike fitting.
1: Could have like guy on too for the for an episode. Definitely we
0: could get someone in. Um they could maybe explain the the technical terms for the right. <laughs> for the bits of the bike that I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> Aye, so, that's a Definitely need to needy look at tweaks and upgrades to a bike in advance. Just anything to give me some sort of competitive age. Um, and even that, it, it just seems like such a simple fix that it's stupid that, that we haven't picked up on it before. But mm. there you go. Um, so, information, again, it's it's everywhere. It's hard to find what works for you, what is accurate. But just, just read as much as you can from reputable sources and... Try it out, test it, see if it works. Uh, and if it does work, stick at it. That's That would be my advice. Mm. Um, humans, I, I threw this wee bit then, because I wanted to chat about it, a wee bit about it. Um, it's just something that I've picked up on throughout my training, and it's that humans are bastards. <laughs> we're just, I don't know how to describe it, we're just shite bags. See, when you're out cycling, right? Donegal is the most beautiful part of the world you know mm. with the, like I've put up some photos on my Facebook and it's absolutely stunning some of the scenery that we have on our doorstep is amazing and you'll be cycling along and then you'll just see a big pile of black bags with rubbish tapped at the side of the road or you know some painters come along and open the back doors of his van and just fucked out a pile of paint at, right. at the side of the road um, and that kind of annoys me a bit and you don't notice all this stuff when you're in a car flying along but, but you know when you're out when you're out running or you're out cycling, you do notice and you think, you know, what are we doing here? No. Same with roadkill Um, like I could cycle the to letter Kenny today and I would guarantee you would pass at least twenty instances of roadkill no. You'll see hedgehogs, foxes, birds just splatter at the side of the road everywhere. And it just makes it just annoys me, just passing all that. And then the the consideration that, that road users give for all our road users users. Road users give for all our road users. Like I've nearly been killed about five or six times on the bike just out training. I know when Ryan was on he was talking about it It just doesn't cycle on the roads it, it, unless he's racing, because it's just that dangerous. And it is dangerous out there. We're mm-hmm. just we just need to look at ourselves as a species and catch ourselves on sometimes.
1: I think like the vast majority of, you know, collisions between cars and uh, cyclists like the vast majority of them are due to the car the driver of the car just being complacent uh, um, being a bit of an arsehole not taking road seriously yeah texting shit like that like you know uh, and even it's th- rarely the cyclist who's at fault like you know uh,
0: and people shouting stuff out of the car and blasting their horn at you whenever they're flying past it, it just,
1: uh, it's just just don't be dicks if, yeah. if you're out in the road just, for what like I don't know. to what end what do you gain? like Stuck behind a cyclist for what, maybe sixty seconds. I know. Max until you get a get gap they go around. Uh, it's I'd just insane, like, isn't it? Have a bit more consideration.
0: And the same same applies for cyclists as well. You know, if you are on the road, follow the follow the rules of the road. Let people know when you're turning.
1: But um, in and don't get like dick. In general, you know, a the cyclist is a lot less safe, so you know, it makes sense that they would be a lot more careful with you know uh, rules of the Road. Definitely. Whereas again, a car hangs his siphon instead of steel box. <laughs> They're all dicks, all in boys and cars are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I I probably drive more
0: than a more than a cycle. Um, no, well not anymore, but I still drive a lot. Um, but I'm definitely a lot more cautious towards cyclists when I come up uh, towards them now, and I've stopped fly tipping. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, i still do
0: <laughs> but we're not all ex uh, i suppose that that leads me on to th- the next wee section where i talk about humans as there's a lot of there's a lot of good people out there and we have found a lot of good we've we've covered this a wee bit but the, the amount of help that we've got from others since starting this podcast has been amazing you know mm. from donations <laughs> donations on our uh, charity page donations to to the me in the form of you know people sent me training gear um the likes of raw muscle gym giving us a gym for the day to to run that endurance event and, and giving anyone that come on free entry to the gym to to run alongside us that that was brilliant every guest that we've had on giving up their own free time um just just to help us out and pass on their knowledge the the university letting us use their facilities getting us involved in their facilities facilities <laughs> <laughs> the university letting us use their facilities what else what else um oh. just b- people people messaging the page right. and, and giving them a bit of support it's it's been class and people coming out and training with me loads of people like I I, I haven't even got out with everyone that has messaged to say yeah. I'll I'll go out on a training session with you because that that many people have um it's just right. been
1: it's been amazing it's um, been amazing like people are humans are disproportionately good people Like, yeah. you know there's far more positive things that they're doing than there is negative you know we tend to focus on the negative but by Jesus if this podcast taught us anything it's that people are just willing to help you for no other reason than to help you like uh. it's amazing like, uh. you know giving us like a lot of help like you know uh. more than we ever expected Jesus, they more they than I ever with. needed They to you know uh.
0: And expecting the hunt in return. Ah, um, actually, thanks to everybody. I Suppose we should say mm. thanks to everybody that's that's helped out and everybody. Thanks in advance thanks to everybody that's uh, that's put themselves forward to help us out. We yes. we do really appreciate it.
1: Um, it's been amazing, Nick. it's because you have to remember we're just two young fellas from Topic Regan <laughs> who decided they go and do something about about Ah, and everybody's getting involved. Like I know the the journey has been. I mean, like
0: words. It's hard to put on the words how how good this has been, and I think um come the end, it'll be it'll be something that I'll look back on for the rest of my life, you anyway know, and go, mainly we done that." Hmm. You know, who knows where it'll take us, but it's been brilliant. Um, next up, health benefits. Like, it's hard to underestimate the the health benefits in exercise, just exercise in general, but particularly. ...this this event... ...physical... ...physical benefits... ...obviously... ...I'm stronger... ...I'm fitter... ...but then the mental benefits as well... ...I'm happier... ...I'm more productive... ...it's it's about cliché... I ...and mean, all the benefits of... ...of looking after <coughs> your body or whatever... ...but
1: it's true... Aye. ...you know... ...and a lot of people take it for granted... Does, ...um... ...do you see the thing else you, ...we talked about this yesterday... ...when you were up at the house... ...um... ...see especially if you don't exercise... ...you don't realise how much energy that you don't have. Yeah. When you start exercising regularly, and you've been doing that regularly, um, and then you have to stop for whatever reason, you know, in our case that it was just Christmas, you really, really notice how low in energy you are just because you're not being active. Uh. You know, and like I say, you wouldn't notice that if you weren't regularly active, and you would you would just think that it's normal to be tired all the time. Uh. Um, especially, I know you're not doing many early morning sessions, but see training early in the morning it it sets your whole day up it wakens your mind up it wakens your body up Hmm. Um, and what I find is even the days that I do train but I train later on like I'll spend all morning leading up until my training session feeling groggy and tired I probably wouldn't notice that I was groggy and tired only for I know how I feel after I train (laughs) you know um, there's a real mental and energy positive that comes out of comes out of training and uh-huh. that positively affects your, your motivation for everything else too uh-huh. like if uh-huh. you're if you're energized you feel good about doing stuff you know you want to do stuff productive stuff if you're not energized you don't want to do anything uh-huh. you just want to sit in your hole it's not like we're saying it and it works for some people it doesn't work uh-huh. for all. there's science behind it you know if, if this, you're getting uh, active. this scares to everybody you know it's not just certain people i mean i others. There's obviously people who can't exercise through various disabilities and stuff obviously doesn't scare them, but uh, it does scare everybody more or less. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I want to say
0: is is about not making excuses. Um, look after yourself. You know, it, I know a, a lot of people... I was like,
1: I said enough. Look after yourself.
0: <laughs> but it, it is easy to make excuses and say, I don't have time to exercise, but make time. You know, it's, it's your body. It's the most important thing. Um I'm sure there's
1: other things that can slide in order for you to look after your body yes um, you can probably you can probably give Love Island a mass at the end of the day that's and and it and do a head session
0: like. I know people work and, and have pretty hectic <laughs> lifestyles mm.
1: um, but fine time fine time to exercise the, there is the time there benefits. there yeah. is time there regardless of of your schedule like, there is time it, it doesn't even have to be Man, 20, 20 minute hot sessions you know uh. You get almost all the same benefits in terms of health out of out of that. But th- in terms of health and energy and mood and motivation hmm. out of twenty minutes of good, intense, hard exercise as you do out of you know, something like you and you're putting in loads of hours like, Yeah. It's just that we have a specific goal that we need to we need to work like out for. But yeah. in general people just need to exercise twenty minutes. I mean the the recommended guidelines for your average person is thirty to sixty minutes of moderate intense exercise every single day seven days a week uh. and that's for your average person that's what they should be doing listen just just look after
0: yourself just find time uh, if you're it's a new year if you're going to make any kind of resolution just <laughs> for to exercise a bit more and look after yourself because you, yeah. will, you will
1: recognise the benefits and there's indirect um, overspill too you know of benefits a lot of attitude that's required to exercise applies to every other aspect of your life you know putting in a wee bit of suffering to gain a hard or a long-term goal, you know, yeah. putting on a, a bit of suffering every single day to achieve a goal that you're not seeing every single day, you know, yeah. if you do your workout, you come home, look in the mirror, you haven't changed. Like it requires you sticking with it, training for <coughs> a long period of time, and achieving a goal in the long term. Um, and that is just basically how you succeed in life. Like you know mm. what I mean? Just persevere, stay disciplined, stay consistent.
0: That's one of the things. If I've ever. T- Skip the training session. Always think, sure, what's one session going to do? You know, I've, I'm training over a space of eight months or ten months. What's missing this one session going to do? But then, you know, when you come to the end of a month and you look and go, right, I skipped five sessions this month. You know, what What's them five sessions collectively going to do? And, mm. the, and it will have a, an impact. So be disciplined. Um, and again, I can't stress enough, but just look after yourself. Oh, yeah. You only get one, one rattle on this earth. You might as well... Uh, Make the most of it, um, and extend your time here as long as you can. Right. I got a bit deep. The last thing um I wanna finish on is just the human body and how amazing it is. Um like when we started this, we were looking at this as an impossible task and how close could we get to finishing or was it possible? Um and then you look at how far we progressed over what are we now? Seven months on, mm. um, and it's just amazing. You you can do anything you want to if if you just stick at it. Mm. Um, again, that's that's a bit cliche, isn't it? You can do anything you want to do, but not just physically, but mentally. You know, if you if you set a goal and if you want something bad enough and you're determined to to stick at it, then you can achieve it. You know, look at look at some of the guests that we've had on in terms of like iron. Our- <laughs> And and Ryan, you know, setting their goals on an Ironman. That they, they were talking about that when when they were on. Now, Um, Arne has subsequently signed up for his for his first half Ironman since. Um, look at Keevan, where he was working before the as a civil servant, and he had just just had enough. Yeah. Um, and he just said, you know, I want want to go back and become a doctor, yes. basically." And he went and done it. Wow. Um. Which- which is class, um, and, and it's inspirational, you know, to, to, to see people just, just yeah. going and doing what they want to do and being happy.
1: Um, hey, a big thing that I would recommend to anybody is to, uh, for just for self-care, is to start meditation, like, you know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just, like, literally just uh, being present, you know, focusing on uh, something other than your thoughts all the time um you know it really shows you that you're not condemned to be the same person that you are that you were yesterday or the day before you know you can do something new and you can be you can be great at it even if it's something you've done before and failed how long you have you been know? meditating um about two days <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> right, <right>, right <laughs> started this morning uh, <laughs> and just find this new me uh about a year, about a, year? a year now yeah
0: yeah. are you in a constant meditative state yeah, I'm, are you I'm just, now? I'm just constantly saying <laughs> <zen.
1: laughs> um, no but you know you would really have to do a whole episode on it to explain how it, how it works like but if anybody can anybody can do it and everybody should do it you know I remember trying it in school hmm. do you mind uh, what do you call him Mr <laughs> <laughs> Mr Mcconnlog no. uh, Mcconnlog uh, yes, Mr. McConnell. Shout out to Mr. McConnell. Uh, what a legend. <laughs> he, he was a legend. Greatest teacher on the planet. Um,
0: but th- do you mind he put us on the meditative, meditative state? Yeah. Um, as he would have
1: bu- done meditation, like, almost all, land of all his classes. Uh, well, like I, ju- I only camp. had him for, what What do you call it? Uh, we did like a 12, 6 or 12 week kind of special study kind of thing. It was, uh, it, was he- it was courses that weren't on the curriculum and we would have uh. done short term. Uh, I think we did like a psychology one and we did... I think that was psychology because uh, I done psychology and I done golf uh, and I done something else. Uh, <laughs> we just went on a driving range uh, every week. Were you in a bad attitude then, do We just uh, seen that as happy days, 12 weeks out of one free session uh, They do stupid stuff. But I always mind Mr. McConnell doing,
0: doing the, the meditation sessions, going on to almost... You're nearly sleeping by the end of it, you know, and I always I actually mind him saying if you feel like drifting off, you know, just drift off during mm. this and you're you're nearly sleeping, your head's down the desk and then the bell rings and you have to go to your next class yeah. and you're sitting there wrecked. Aye, so meditation. Yeah, uh, so that really useful that, that might be uh, something that add on to me, things they do this year or things they try. Yeah. I've, I've actually got a couple of things. We, we can chat about New Year's resolutions because mm. I have a couple of things on my list that I want to do. One of them you, you talked about earlier was I don't do any early morning training sessions. I want to start um, doing that training in the morning before work as opposed to training after work not just because I feel a bit groggy after work I'm, I've been on work all day and I feel like my performance would be better if I was training in the morning but just freeing up more time you know there's, I'm spending time in bed in the morning that I could be banging out a session and it means I get a bit more time in my family at the,
1: at the end of the day so it seems um, to be something that everybody wants to do too don't they everybody wants to get up a wee bit earlier ah definitely um, at least when they're awake really, when they're on their bed nobody wants to get up earlier <laughs> but you know that's not the person you are in bed is not the person you are outside of bed that sounds very <laughs> sexual <laughs> <laughs> <I was> just <laughs> thinking about that <laughs> um, but um. that that guy in bed is lying to you like, you are shite in bed <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> do you always lie in uh. bed <laughs> um uh. He's ruining your goals. Uh, of being a better lover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, no, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, you're you're shaping bad. <laughs> you? <laughs> um, all our New Year's resolutions. What did I say? Um, train earlier. I want to read more books. So books. I've got a wee. I've got a wee checklist. I'm going to try and read a book a month. Um, or buying a uh, twelve books by the end of the year. Is that Six including fact- audiobooks? Six fact, six fiction. I was thinking audiobooks included because that'll give me a bit of time that I can bank for other books. Yeah. Um, about like coming in the transitions quicker. Um, because I know, you know, some sometimes I'll pick up a book and it might take me three months to finish it. You know, right. I'll just pick it up every, every now and then. Whereas you could bang an audiobook out in three days or whatever. So, um, I don't
1: think you should include audiobooks. You don't think I should? I think you should be listening the audiobooks, but I don't think you should include them on in your one book a month goal <sighs> You're interfering with my goals now. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying you don't take as much in. I mean, it's you're effectively listening to a podcast. Nah. do you know what I mean? Nah. but different people learn differently. That's that's
0: a thing. I I know, I know. Um, and I think I take in as much from reading as I
1: do from an audiobook. Don't don't tell me how I learned. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you see the thing is when you're listening to something, your mind tends to drift, and then the recording will continue playing. And uh, then are you going back? Are you rewinding to where you thought you drifted every sometimes time? Sometimes
0: I'll skip back like if if I notice I'm drifting, there's a wee button on the Audible app where you can jump back thirty, 30 seconds. seconds. I might jump back, you know, uh, two minutes or whatever. If I'm not picking something up, but again, I'd, I would be the same with reading. I can draft very easily when I'm reading, um, just just as easily as listening to an audiobook. So I'm keeping audiobooks on my twelve book goal. Listen, if I'm flying through audiobooks, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not restricting myself to twelve books, but I, I suppose twelve would be my um, bronze standard goal here of of finishing um twelve books. So books, early morning sessions uh finish the wrist that's the, that's my my big goal this year mm-hmm. um probably shouldn't say that get get my my big goal but uh finish the wrist right. is my bigger goal
1: yeah. getting my is going to take care of itself like you've come that uh, now you don't have to do fucking 10 more weeks of training for <laughs> um have I got anything I think I have
0: be more organized um yeah, I was yeah. talking earlier about this passion planner that I've ordered um but th- th- i just want everybody says they want to be more organized Jesus this year how. but um but i'm implementing steps to be more organized mm-hmm. um and that's that'll be me there. i don't want to set too many goals because you end up you, you make a whole pile drink more water too i want to drink more water
1: uh, sometimes i feel like we're just commodity self-sabotaging in what sense in ter- uh, every sense, we just we just we just don't want to do anything that's going to benefit us in the long term. Uh. I think we are more organized as a way to circumvent that, like yeah, you know, if you've got some sort of plan for some sort of long term plan, and then uh, some middle term plan, and then small scale daily goals, they meet that. Like maybe make maybe make lists every every day of what you you're going to do, to do lists. And we all we lot have these devices now in our hands that is constantly telling us. Make a list. There's to do lists on here. Make notes. You know, and we never do it. Like, <laughs> I think
0: we should. Ah, definitely. Um, well, again, that's that's what this passion planner is. I was on looking at videos of it and all. That <laughs> it looks class. I'll send you a link. to the what it looks like, but it does. Is, is it a book? It's a book, but it's it's a book that's laid out, um, and you you basically you set your goals in the first couple of pages. You set, like, three-month goals, 12-month goals, five-year plan and a lifetime plan. And then you circle, like, one of those goals that you want to focus on. And then you just go through this, this diary and, and actually put down steps for the 12 months to achieve this goal. So, you know, if it's, save £5,000 or whatever, uh, then there's obviously steps that you need to implement to to save £5,000. Um that that's not going to be my goal. Yeah. Um, but uh it's, it's hard to explain. But it's it looks good anyway. It 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 looks like a useful tool anyway. Unlike anything I've ever used before for goal setting, and I normally just keep stuff in my head. Mm. Um, and I think getting stuff written down on paper and and having a plan. Um, a bit like what we've done with with this uh with the risk you know, we've had a plan from the start. Stuck to the plan uh, as much as possible, and it's looking more and more achievable mm. as we go along. So, something like that. Mm. Um, it's
1: unbelievably effective too. Just setting goals, like hundred percent. There was a we talked talked a wee bit about it on the uh, motivation podcast. We Ryan and iron. Yeah. Um, it was the uh, there's a, there's a clinical psychologist. who does this online program. is at a premium you have to pay for it um called future author and basically you just uh it's literally just writing down where you don't want to be writing where you do want to be and then setting up steps to get you from where you don't want to be to where you do want to be yeah and like the statistics on how successful that's been are absolutely frightening it's yeah. something like they 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 implemented on like a university and canada or america or something and they dropped or they they cut the dropout rate of students by like 30 percent something unbelievable literally <laughs> it's just crazy. just from writing down where you don't want to be where you do want to be and then setting step you no know, writing down steps to it it's frightening like well that's
0: that's more or less what this wee passion planner thing is mm. and it sounds exactly like what it is but that's the goal anyway well i have a couple of goals and then obviously we we'll maybe review it after the race because we're we're gonna try something different when we finish up the race. So I don't know what that's gonna be, but it'll be something. So right. we we can I don't know, we'll maybe do a podcast on it, but we'll mm. we'll pick something and we'll go for it anyway. Um the last thing I wanted to chat about are, have you any New Year's
1: resolutions, any plans? I think I've achieved everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> aye, well, I've got... I haven't actually wrote down my New Year's resolution list. Um, but I've got some plans for the year coming, surely. I um, To get back into higher learning is probably my big goal now at the moment. You know, I just want to get back into um, education. And it's a strange... Like a couple of years in your life, so much changes. You go from one out of education for the rest of their life Mm. in the course of a couple of years i'm thinking why do i why did i ever want to be out of education Uh. at the minute i'm thinking i want to be getting educated for the rest of my life (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like the change in personality is almost paradoxically um but that's the big one and then well me and my daughter have set a physical goal to hopefully complete a triathlon i don't know what one yet We'll have to see how her training's coming along, uh, but hopefully the the first one comes up, we'll be ready for her. swimming's yeah. only. But I'm worried about for, um, but the two of us have planned to, to complete a triathlon. Um, nice. Um, I might point some ways as well. Mm. Um,
0: just for a bit of support. Alright. Try a try. Try a try. Small distances. Yeah. Start her off. Do you think uh, interviewing Keevan influenced you
1: going back into education? Definitely. Yeah. probably. Not that I was thinking about it anyway, but, you know, there's always that catalyst that eventually sets it off, like, and that was definitely it. Plus, again, this is partly due to, well, wholly due to keeping, but when we went up onto the university, Uh. seeing the the labs and seeing people just getting educated and... doing good uh, stuff. Uh. It just made me go, come here, start doing stuff again, you know, Uh. getting educated. And it's not like I'm in the middle of a course now at the moment, but... It's not the same. Ah, it's not the same.
0: And we're still young. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can you can do anything at this stage of life. Different when you're OAF, like. Mm. But I suppose there's there's no age did not be it. no age where you can't be getting educated. Nah, no, There's not a there's not an age limit on it. Like last thing, highlight of the year. The year's over now. Um, have you got any highlights of the year? What was the best thing you done this year? Jesus, I was thinking back now over twenty eighteen. Um, starting a podcast is pretty good. Uh the podcast has been amazing. I think. Mm. Um, probably uh, the. Hang on, hang on. I did have a child there. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah, should mention that. Ah, but everybody says their child. Yeah. That's all right then. Your child was number one. What was number two? <laughs> um, you know, statistically, people with children are less happy. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> My highlight of this year was the quest adventure series mm-hmm. that was the best thing i've done that. this year um if anything uh even if if i don't complete this race um i will look back at that quest adventure series and go i can't believe i done that that was amazing mm-hmm. see even just for that photo of me getting the the water for the kayak <laughs> looking like a uh, david hasselhoff <laughs> that's going
1: on my gravestone <laughs> I uh, love your profile picture when you're 40 <laughs> You look absolutely nothing like it anymore <laughs> When I'm 40 Divorced can't, That'll be my uh, uh, That'll be my Tinder Tinder picture You'll be like Yeah you know like Yeah on this morning He was like 65 But wanted to identify as a 41 <laughs> year old That'll be <laughs> uh,
0: No so Again I should probably thank Ollie one more time For inviting us down To, to do that adventure show Because it was just Class um, I think if anybody's listening to this and thinking about doing an endurance event in 2019, look at the Quest Adventure series. They have, um, they have ones all over Ireland. I think there's like six or seven and they're, they're all different, uh, all different distances. Like the, the one that I had almost 64k, but you could do like a, a smaller version on the day that was, I know, like 20k or something. There, there's like a beginner, intermediate and expert, um, do one of those quest adventure shows that it's just class. You're <laughs> out running, you're out cycling, you're in a kayak, you are running up mountain. It's it's just pure adrenaline, pure class day. Um, go and do it. You should do it. You should do a, a quest adventure series this year. Uh, I might do. That will be your your one thing to do this year.
1: I need to do um, I need to brush up on my kayak. Again.
0: The kayak was nothing. It, one <coughs> one and a half k kayak. And had I even been out in the kayak before Quest?
1: Oh, you must have been.
0: No, I'm not sure if I'd on that course before or after Quest, but the the kayak was no baller, like, ah, So do that. That that was a highlight of my year the Quest. Um, and then obviously starting this podcast has has been pretty amazing. The in terms of learning something new, I thought think the like the gas threshold test was was really good as well. Just, um. Mind coming right out of it that day thinking I know so much more stuff than I knew half an hour ago. Mm. Um, so I thought that was really good. Like, that's it. That's That's been the highlight of my year so far.
1: You want to have your your pre 2019 goals going on the. Uh, nah. Like, we should have our goals that we had from the end of 2017. <laughs> like, a and we, should, um, we should be going,
0: da, 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 da. Yeah. So my, like, I didn't set any goals in
1: 2017. No, neither did
0: I. Um, but I think it might be something to do the rest of my life now. Go just soon. just set goals every year and review them at the end of the year. Because it's... If this podcast proved anything, it's it's good to have goals. So mm. well, that's about it. That. Uh, that's about everything. That's our 2018 recap. Um, enjoy doing this. We'll do another recap mm. after the race anyway, obviously. But that's us. Um, As always, if
1: you'd like they. Donate to the Uh,
0: right, where are we at now with our donation? We set a goal initially of three thousand pounds. I'm still optimistic that we're gonna hit it. We're still a good bit off it, like.
1: We're a great bit off of it. I think we're gonna have to do a regular fundraisers coming up if we wanna meet it, like.
0: We're at about nine hundred euro now. Um and the goal was three thousand. <sighs> we're still a brave bit off, but like I say, I'm feeling optimistic that that we'll we'll get a few donations on near the end. So, as always, if if you want to make a donation on our altruism page, just click aidandordinaryfitness dot com or even the the Facebook link to this podcast. I'll post a link to the altruism page on that, um, and help us hit the three thousand goal.
1: Yes, please.
0: There's no implications if we don't have three thousand, and the mm. target was completely made up. We've we've surpassed our entry goal for the race, but. I think I'll be a bit disappointed if I don't have 3,000, you know. Right. So, that's it. That's 2018. Wrapped Ra- up.
1: Wrapped up and a bow.
0: Uh, this will probably... With a bow. <laughs> this was recorded in 2018, but it'll go out 2019. Because mm. I'll probably put it out tomorrow. So, happy new year, everybody. Yeah. So, if you're listening today, which is the 1st of January, I hope you're... Uh,
1: that's not...
0: Well, it t- will uh, When it goes out. Yeah, but...
1: There confusion. Thanks.
0: No, because if you're listening to this now, it'll be at very least the first of January. Right, okay. Um. So I'm speaking to people in the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I hope you're not too hungover. <laughs> <laughs> hope you had a wonderful New Year, and I hope all your um goals are written down, and I hope you achieve.
1: <laughs> Did you ever see Family girls <laughs> Stay keeps. <getting> <laughs> This is your day in there now. Uh, right, that's us. Uh, happy new year, everyone. Thanks for listening. This has been the Coast 250K podcast. You can follow our journey online at the Coach 250K Facebook page, Instagram, or aidindorlyfootness.com.